0: So, if your guys are ready, I'll go ahead and get us started.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I only heard one person say, hmm. Just start the fucking show, Brian. <laughs> I think what the silence, you know, I think they would have, re- like, re- you know,
1: spoken No, because up every time ready.
0: I've ever done that, I, I get <laughs> silence, wait 15 seconds, then I say something, and Brad's like, oh, by the way, my cat. <laughs> I- He's gunshot. welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your free agency version of the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is Brian, joined by Brad, John, and Billy. So, instead of just asking them how they're doing, as I always do, I'm just going to jump right into meat and potatoes, because that's what we care about right here. Um, So, the Panthers re-signed Daryl Williams today to a one-year, $7 million contract, and Brad... I remember you specifically saying you'd renounce your Panthers fandom if this happened. So I'd like to hear your, in, your input on this.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, to be fair, I meant if they signed him to a long-term deal because I was concerned as some of my esteemed colleagues were that we were going to give him, those. that we were going to give him five years and $70 million. And that's what I am because that's that's really stupid. I actually am not that mad at one year and whatever the money is, because Jordan uh, Rodriguez says it's around six million, and Ian Rappaport says it's seven million. So we're just going to say seven because that's the bigger number, and that's probably what Marty Herney did. Um, but I'm not mad at that because you know. He's not terrible by any means. He's just not franchise, pay him the highest contract ever, put him at right tackle and forget about it quality. Uh, He's overrated. Um, Pro Football Focus has a strange infatuation with him. I guess they ignore the fact that he always has to have help um, from the tight end when he's playing right tackle. He's probably a guard, and we do happen to need a guard. So if they're going to stick him at left guard and if Matt Khalil is healthy and if Taylor Moten is healthy and everything is great, I'm okay with it, you know, and I don't think it's the best way to use what little bit of cap space we have uh, because we have so many needs, but considering some of the prices that other teams are paying for mediocre talent. It's not the worst free agent deal. Like I cannot think of his name, but Cincinnati gave their right tackle like three years, $30 million and he's absolute trash. Bobby Um, Hart. Bobby Hart. Yes. Um, Thank you, Billy. But you know, it's things like that. You know, we could be in a much worse situation. We could have done that with Daryl Williams. And I think that would have made more people mad. So I'm basically meh on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us were uh, cut off guard by the fact that, because the, the report was that the Panthers were really far off from what Daryl Williams wanted in free agency. So I think that a lot of our, and obviously I didn't mean to single you out and say if the Panthers signed Daryl Williams for one year and a dollar type contract. Um, yeah, I know. I know It's true you, Yeah. You depended yourself. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't think,
2: I think what happened was Daryl Williams realized that there's no GM in the league that's going to give him Matt Khalil money, which is what he wanted. Good. He wanted five years, $75 million. And yes, pro football focus says he's an all pro right tackle and he has a, an 89.3 grade at, at run blocking or whatever and the shit they do. But GMs watch football and they can see that he's just, he's frankly not worth that kind of contract
3: mm-hmm.
0: plus with the uh injury concerns obviously he had not one but two yeah, knee injuries yeah over the course exactly of one year. like we don't yeah. even know if he can walk
2: like we we don't even know if he can play football in 2019 so one he year might
0: literally crawl into that room and sign that contract he might even he, he might, might literally really wheelchair
2: walk. himself in there and sign that contract, and one year seven million dollars is not horrible. Um, it's not great because I think that seven million dollars could have went somewhere else. Um, but I don't think there's any reason to, you know, get pitchforks and torches out.
0: At least not yet. Agreed, John. What are your thoughts on Daryl Williams' contract and how he'll fit into the Panthers' 2019? plans.
1: Uh I have no idea how he's gonna fit into the plans. Like Brad said, he's probably better as a guard, but there's no telling if we'll actually do that. Um I was so Spot Track has market values and for what it's worth, uh we signed Derek Williams for below his market value and for a short contract. So that seems like a, a win in that regard. Uh, um so I'm I'm okay with it and one rebuttal I have to the injury concerns. It was he didn't really have two injuries so much as he had one injury that he aggravated in the first game of the season. And it was it dislocated knee up and a torn MCL, and neither of those are exactly like, you know, difficult to come back from.
3: That so sounds like two injuries I, to me. Con-
1: no, but to not it was one it was one it was one uh event injury event. He- and then he, yeah, he the. Yeah, he never should have played
2: injury. against Dallas. Like he, they should have just put him on injured reserve to start with,
1: or at least gave him a few weeks. You know. Yeah, of, or, yeah.
2: At least they should have waited until week
1: four or five or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we had, didn't we have did we have an early bye week this past year? Or am I thinking? Yeah, we, two yeah, years yeah, our ago. Yeah, bye week was week, week four. four. Yeah, see, like that would have been a better, better thing to do. But I'm okay with it, um, assuming that he plays like if we go into the season with Moten at right tackle and Khalil at left tackle and Williams is our backup then this is a a really stupid signing but if we move one of them to guard preferably Williams then I think it's fine
0: so Billy I know you were the guy that I trolled on Twitter the most about Daryl Williams Um, (laughs) obviously that's (laughs) neither one of us honestly neither one of us imagined this kind of thing happening me being the troll and you being the realist thought that if they were going to sign him it was going to be a long-term contract so this is a little different so what what do you see happening with this contract like what do you see them doing with daryl williams
3: um that's a good question. I don't know what I see them doing right now because, and you
0: don't have like, to—you don't have to be certain about it. You can give us your yeah, your outline of like the different scenarios. I know Eric did a really good job of it on Twitter. Yeah, Brian way. and John are wrong
2: all the time, so you can be wrong as much as you want.
3: Well, yeah, for, sure, for safe sure. space. So here's my obvious concern, like a couple people just like assume that. Well, all right. Here's what I heard a lot on Twitter after I just like completely logged out for like. Twitter is the bad place. Exactly. So people have this weird assumption, and they just make up like lies that Taylor Moton played left tackle in college, which he did not do. He played right guard, and then he moved to right tackle. Then he moved back to right guard. Then he moved back to right tackle. So he's only played on the right side, like since college. I don't. I don't know where he played in high school. Uh, that's a little bit too much for me to go into, but, um, but regardless, so like when he played against Dallas at left tackle, he still gave up two pressures and he was um, penalized twice. So, and that was in 36 pass snaps. So it's not like, you know, he played at, at some type of all pro level that people are clamoring for. Uh, but at the end of the day, like his production on the right side, Exceeded Williams's production um, in Williams's like All Pro year in 2017. Yeah, um, and for me, I think the big thing is just like Williams is like not a really a- an athletic player. Like he struggles with, you know, his foot speed. And I posted a couple clips if you guys saw on the Slack channel, but um, yeah, he just doesn't really have like the athleticism to like fire out of his stance and like quickly like drop back into a set and prevent the speed rush. Um, I mean, he's really good with, like, power. He's a good run blocker, but um, I think that, especially for the Panthers, like, run blocking probably isn't the most important thing in the world because I think Norv does a good job of scheming up runs. I mean, you saw our offensive line was the greatest, but, uh, you know, you had a really good running back, McCaffrey, be able to create yards, and uh, I think run blocking is kind of just overrated in general, but... But, yeah, so, like... I don't know what kind of transition it'd be if you were to play guard. Um, you know, someone mentioned you know, playing him at left tackle. I don't know if that's gonna work either because I'm not sure one last time you played tackle is um so yeah, I mean I, it's just I guess you know, I've kind of calmed down from my initial like mood earlier. Uh, so you're just not, you're like you're
0: not blackout drunk. I just want to make sure you're not. Yeah, drunk. yeah, yeah. No. I got okay. I got Nah, I'm cool. But yeah, it's six million dollars. <laughs>
3: and I guess there's some like incentives on top of it. And who knows how many void years
1: Marty Herney put in it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah.
2: All the void years. So
1: one year contract with eight year eight void yeah. years at the end of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, like I guess it's possible, but like here's my like fear. Like they're going to have like a bye week in week five and Williams is going to play like the first four weeks. And then during that bye week, Marty's is going to like extend him, And that's just like my ultimate fear about this entire situation. Uh, but at the same time, like this guy has not proven to be like a durable player at all. Like you remember like his first game in 2015, like he like got hurt, he sprained his MCL, which I mean, the initial prognosis was like, he was going to be out two to four weeks, but Mike Remmer stole his job and he never got it back, which I think, was the right decision. And then in 2000, the next year, like, you know, Remmers, he didn't start until um, Michael Orr, like, you know, got
0: Got a concussion.
3: Yeah, whatever happened to him, concussion. Uh, And then they moved Remmers to the left, and then he came into the right. And then uh, even during that year, like, I remember, like, he got injured during a game, and they had to play uh, Trey Turner on the right side, which did not turn out well. Yeah, that was bad. And then obviously last year, like, so like, I think that has something to do with like his athleticism in general and just like, you know, being able to prevent injuries. And hopefully like, that's something that with this new ownership, they take, take more seriously because like athletes, you know, better athletes are obviously going to have a lower chance of getting injured. And Williams is just not a good athlete. Like Moton, like he tested like really well at the combine, but yeah, he was also like an all-state basketball player in high school. So, like, he's a really good athlete. Even Khalil, like, I don't really like the guy. I think he's probably done here, but like, um, but he's like on the opposite side because like, he's just never been durable himself, and uh, you know, we see how that's turned out. So,
0: so Billy, <sighs> based on that, what is your ideal situation for the offensive line as far as starters go?
3: my ideal situation would probably be a left tackle. I don't know who that's going to be. Uh, and then I'd probably put Williams at left guard. All right. Well, here, here's what I would do. All right. Either draft a guy, whether it's like the first round or second round or whatever. If that guy's a left tackle, he's a left tackle. If he left guard, left left guard and put Williams in or try Williams in one of those places first. And then obviously you yeah, the guy we just signed, Matt Paradis, um, and then you have Trey Turner, and then you have Moten. I, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think they're going to move Moten back to left tackle. Like, I just don't see them accommodating the the young guy over the guy they just like signed But yeah, I agree. I hope with I'm you. wrong.
2: I think I think they're going to put Moten at left tackle, or Ron is going to be Ron and Matt Khalil is going to be left tackle, and Daryl Williams is going to be right tackle, and Taylor Moten is going to sit on the
3: fucking bench. Oh, I could totally see that. And I was just wondering this, too. Like, if they actually, like, draft a guy, they actually put Khalil at left tackle and put the rookie, like, on the bench. Yeah.
2: If Matt Khalil is healthy, and I know Panthers fans hate hearing this, but it's the truth, and you know it deep down, you know it. If Matt Khalil... Is healthy and they don't cut him before the season starts. He will be the left tackle on week in week one. He will start at left tackle. They're not going to bench him because his name is Matt Khalil. They're not gonna. They're not going to put Matt Khalil on the bench. They're just not going to do it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them not doing that either. Like, I think he's like a
2: he's decent. He's okay. He's not. Like, he's, I think he's decent. It's just that when he gets beat, it looks it's, really bad.
3: Yeah, that that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, John. he's
2: not any worse than Chris Clark and Marshall Newhouse. Yeah. And I, I know you asked Billy Brian, but no, my I mean, I was offensive just, I was line it to
0: open up discussion. So go ahead. Yeah my
2: my offensive line would be Matt Khalil, Daryl Williams, Matt Paradis. Uh, Trey Turner, Taylor Moten. That's how I would line them up. And I hope we draft somebody in it in no later than the third round, mm-hmm. um, to be ready. Because I'm hoping that Daryl Williams is literally only here for one more year, and in 2020 we have a rookie who is ready, who hasn't been completely just thrown into the the lion's den and is ready to take over at either left guard or left tackle, depending on what we do with Matt Khalil, because they could get out of that contract next offseason.
0: Yeah. And they probably will. And they probably (laughs) will, yeah. And I I know um,
2: we can cut him now, and we can post June 1st, designate it now, and we can save $7.25 million Dollars on the salary cap now and we can after, spread that after June out. 1st, just so you know after June 1st, so it doesn't help between now and June 1st So, and if, if you're listening to this and you say, well the rookies can play, go through OTA workouts and mini camps and all that without being under contract they're not going to do that because they're not stupid, mm-hmm. they're not going to risk getting hurt when they're not guaranteed to get paid they're just not going to do that uh, this is the real world, and that's not how it operates. So cutting Matt Khalil does not help right now, except for the fact that he will no longer be on the roster. Like, that's the only problem that it solves. And in my opinion, him not being on the roster is a bigger problem than him being on the roster, at least this year, because we don't have anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're an injury away from – Not having a tackle like a backup, we're we're an injury away from having to get Marshall Newhouse to come in or Chris Clark, and we saw how that worked last year. Cam Newton had to have shoulder surgery. Taylor Heineke had to have elbow surgery. Kyle Allen, I don't even know if he got hurt or not. I think he did because we saw Garrett Gilbert, you know, at one point in the year too. We had four quarterbacks play last year, so. We have to keep Matt Khalil. I know you don't like him. I know you think he sucks. I know you think he's overpaid, and all of those things are probably true. But they can't afford to get rid of him. They just can't do it.
0: John, do you have anything to add to that?
1: No, I just I agree with like in terms of the Matt Khalil thing. I agree with Brad, and that cutting him seems more like a spite thing than an actual like you know football. Yeah savvy like roster building move. It just means he's more like a this guy is not as good as I want him to be. I don't want him on the team anymore. More so than a this is a prudent decision. Um so you said you wanted you said, Brad, your ideal offensive line would start it would be Khalil Williams, Paradas, uh, Turner and Moten, right? Yeah.
2: Oh I mean, well, my ideal yeah. offensive line would be to draft somebody like um yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford at 16 or, um, um, Dillard at 16 overall and use them. But based on what we have right now and what we know we have right now, yeah.
1: based on what we have right now. No, I think, yeah, ideally we draft someone that can, you know, not have to start right away if they're not ready, but they can take the job, Matt Khalil job or Darrell Williams job or whatever relatively quickly or when necessary. There's an injury.
2: Yeah, the dude from Washington State is my favorite.
3: Yeah, Dillard, he's good.
1: Dillard or Yeah. Dillard yeah. <laughs> we don't have to say anybody's names. No. Um, I've seen a lot of talk about him. Um, and yeah, and he, he tested really well at the combine, didn't he? Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Yeah, so I'm good with that.
0: In my mind, this is the year where you just you you bank on Matt Khalil, but you have Taylor Moten as the backup option, despite that being you know not good. Um, going into the draft, you know the Panthers definitely need defensive linemen. They definitely need players on defense. So I wouldn't be mad if they drafted an offensive lineman. I think that would be a really good play, a really good thing to do for the long term. But if they don't do that, which is you know highly likely, I mean this is Marty Kearney, this is the Panthers after all um Mm -hmm. for 2019 leaving giving matt khalil back the starting position and letting him be somebody you kind of leave on an island which they did in 2017 a lot because daryl williams wasn't great on an island by himself i think that's the best way to try and win the games now so we'll see what happens but Speaking we could also offense. sign
2: Mike Rimmers. You know, I know a lot of people are going to laugh at that suggestion, but Mike Rimmers was cut by the Vikings and he would probably be cheap and he would be an ideal candidate for buy low. And if we have to push the Oh shit button, Mike Rimmers isn't a bad Oh shit button. Like he's better than yeah. Chris, Chris Clark. He's better than Marshall Newhouse. Uh, he's not better than Taylor Moten and arguably Matt Khalil, but, He's a good third guy, and if we do that instead of using the number 16 pick on an offensive lineman, I think that would be a, a good idea because then we could get whoever the best pass rusher is, whether that be an, a defensive end, 3-4 outside linebacker, defensive tackle. I don't give a shit. what Free safety, I don't care. The best pass rusher has to be drafted before the third round starts. One of the first two, if not – both of the first two picks have to be people who can put pressure on and sack the quarterback. They just I have really, to be.
1: I really hope we draft a pass rushing free safety in the first round.
2: I really hope we do too, because I think that would
0: be amazing. <laughs> I would think that, that Remmers would make sense as far as being a swing <laughs> tackle because yeah, every, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, like, Every every really good team, as far as the trenches goes, seems to have like a guy who is a swing tackle. Like they may not be starting, but they have a guy that they can play at literally both positions. And yeah, so and he's better at that job me. than
2: Amini Siletolu is, because right now our guy
0: is Amini Siletolu, and we don't want that. No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Yep. So if Ramers can be had cheap, definitely go for it. But they won't be able to sign a guy like him to a cheap deal until like next week maybe wait what at the earliest uh mike rummer talking about him talking about mike rummers as being like a swing tackle backup i don't think that's going to be possible i think another team is going to sign him to be a starter but we're talking about oh okay like a swing oh, tackle oh no backup. we can
2: we can we can sign him to a, a two year you know 8 million dollar deal with like nine voidable years on the end of it so
0: <laughs> that marty herding logic i like it
2: Marty Herney math.
0: So we we brought up Matt we brought up this uh this new signing, the Panthers center, Matt Paradise, Paradis. However the hell you pronounce it, we don't know. Um but the Panthers signed arguably the best center in free agency to a below market deal. Oh yeah. Which is pretty good. So John, I'll start with you on this one. So what do you think of this whole signing with Matt Paradis?
1: Or Paradise um, Bill, or,
0: Bill, or
1: Billy and Brad are probably better equipped to answer because I think they have more knowledge of him as a player before the signing um, so most of my reaction is based on everybody else's reaction and the fact that people are not really upset about it makes me think that it's a really good signing because for the most part any signing we m- make uh, was I was expecting to get the reaction of oh we're paying too much And this signing did not generate that reaction, and Broncos fans were upset that they didn't retain him for that price. So, to me, that's all I need to know about the deal.
3: Seems like uh, Denver had a couple guys, younger guys, who they were kind of grooming for the role because Paradis, because he wasn't the most durable player in Mm this past like three, two or three years. So, uh, while he was certainly,
2: I I don't know if I would say not durable because he. Well, yeah, he I went mean, on injured reserve last year because he broke his leg. But according to what I've seen, he he his hips are basically non-existent at this point, and he played the entire year in 2017 hurt.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, for okay, yeah, that's 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 true. Um, but
2: his legs could fall off next week. Like the the Broncos didn't want to to give him a long-term deal. They they only offered him one year um that's that's the main reason we were able to get him cuz we said hey we'll give you 3 years and he you know 3 years is better than 1
3: um well, and, no, math, and that's the thing math, I'm, I'm curious uh, no i'm i'm curious what other deals he had because like there are reports that the jets who have like this infinite amount of cap space were also interested in him and and, and I obviously
2: it could come down to the fact that he just he sees us going to the playoffs quicker than the jets
3: yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah, that, I mean that factors
2: be. into it, too, because, you know, the Jets are kind of a, they could either win the AFC East or be a dumpster fire, and you don't really know which one it's going to be.
3: Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they have, there are, of course, the Panthers are like that, too, but. No, for sure. I mean, I like some of the moves the Jets have made, um, but anyway, like, speaking of Paradise, like, I'm just going to call him that, by the way. I don't know how you pronounce his last name until he's yeah he, he does I like think an we interview should, should
2: stick with we should stick with something
3: paradis i think is the best one <laughs> yeah um so yeah so i follow a few bronco like smart bronco fans on twitter and the reason i say smart is because like they're actually like rational about their team they're not just like homers um and they all had like positive things to say about paradis um and one of them is also a like i want to call him an, I think the position he really enjoys like evaluating is offensive line play. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, I think his name is Brandon Thorne. and he said that Perdis was excellent during his time in Denver, and that he isn't scheme dependent. Uh, and And so, to me, that's probably like a really good sign, uh, because just watching some of the film, like he seems to be like a really quick thinker. Um, so, like if like the linebacker is coming like on a delayed blitz, he's able to redirect his body and kind of like shift himself uh, to prevent the, the rusher from, you know, attacking the quarterback. Uh, And he looks like he has like plenty of functional strength too. like, if you watch like the way he bends his knees and anchors against like some really like powerful defensive linemen, like there was one clip where he was going up against Fletcher Cox one-on-one and you know, I hold Cox in pretty high regard. And anytime you're holding up against Cox in that situation, I think that probably speaks um, to your talent level. So yeah, I, I was certainly pleased with it. Uh, I mean, if you look at the deal that Buffalo gave Mitch Morse, who I think is just like an okay center. I don't think he's great. Uh, they get paid him eleven million per year, and that's probably because a Buffalo has to overpay. Uh, but at the same time, like I think Paradise is certainly better, and you know the Panthers being able to get him for three years, twenty-seven million. I mean, pretty much the first two years are guaranteed. and um and i mean you can get out of the deal after the third year or second or after the second year if if it doesn't work out but um he's 29 years old so he's a little older but uh i think being able to use like three years you know on his deal um kind of protects the the team too so uh, overall i think it's a really good deal probably one of their better deals they've ever made in free agency um but yeah we'll see how that goes but i'm excited
2: Good. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I mean, uh, I, I'm i glad that we went out and got somebody after Ryan Khalil announced his retirement. I'm glad that we didn't just say, okay, Greg, Greg Van Roten and Tyler Larson, you're competing for the job. Um, I think the deal is structurally sound. Uh, yeah. It's only three years, $27 million. Uh, the cap hit this year is like $4 million. So, it allows us to do other things, which we gave to Darrell Williams for some unknown reason. Um, But, you know, it escalates. I think it's like 8 million next year and almost 10 million the last year. But because of Marty Herney math, which we should trademark that, um, there's two voidable (laughs) years. If he's on the roster after the Super Bowl in 2022, which is the 2021 season, uh, the last two years void. They, and the cap, the dead cap, is three and a half million in 2022, and they can avoid that if they give him an extension. Which that means he's playing well, and they want to keep him. So I don't see a loss here, uh, unless he's just absolutely terrible, which I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I'm like John. Anytime nobody complained about how much money we gave him. And the other team that he's leaving, they're mad that they didn't offer him the same thing to stay. That tells me that we made a good deal.
1: Especially in the context of the other contracts that have been handed out.
3: Yeah, like oh, that. Yeah, Mitch absolutely, contract the,
2: the the fact that we got him for less than thirty million dollars for more than mm-hmm. two years, given the some of the ridiculous contracts that have been handed out in the last couple of days, like Mitch Morse, for example. I mean, it's it is it's probably the best free agent signing so far, at least from a a value a value standpoint to yep. production. Ratio perspective, it's the best free agent signing. We quote unquote won free agency. Oh no! <laughs> Don't Which say that. We're, Brad. Gonna go, we're gonna go. One, we're gonna go one and fifteen, and it's my fault. And you can get mad at me when it happens.
0: Well, another reason why the Panthers might go one in fifteen is they decided to pick up Tory Smith's option. <laughs>
1: Well, we didn't pick up his option so much as we just said we're not. We gonna just cut
2: him. we just announced that. Yeah, it wasn't an option actually. They just that was their way of saying he's on the roster. Deal
0: with it. Yep, Torrey Smith for five million dollars. That doesn't
1: that say something about a player when the team has to come out and say like we're not cutting this player that was already under contract for next season.
2: Yeah. And okay. In the grand big picture in a vacuum <laughs> paying Tory Smith, like oh, Smith $5 million to play football in 2019 is not a terrible deal. I mean, yes, he's a wide receiver three or wide receiver four, depending on who else you have. And, he's not going to get targeted that much and last year he caught 17 passes for 190 yards and two touchdowns and he only played 11 games cuz he got hurt and he's 30 years old and he's he's never been great i don't think he's really lived up to his potential i think he's been a, a kind of a disappointment um in a vacuum though that's not bad for five million dollars because wide receivers get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know this is comparing apples to oranges, but look at what Antonio Brown is getting paid. Look at what Odell Beckham Jr. is getting paid. Look at um you know, T. Y. Hilton. I think he's still on his rookie deal though. Um, but you know, look at some of the upper echelon wide receivers, and you know, Torrey doesn't compare to those guys. But he shouldn't, and he's only getting paid like a third of what they're getting paid. So, you know, he's probably got you, two
0: Super Bowl rings. Look at what Devin Funchess is
2: getting paid. Yeah, look at Devin Funchess getting one year thirteen million dollars. Devin Funchess, one year thirteen million dollars, and you're you're telling me that Tory Smith is overpaid at five million dollars. He's not, but the problem is he is overpaid on the Panthers, because we can't afford to pay $5 million for our number four wide receiver. Like, we have too many holes on on the team. We need two defensive ends, at least one defensive tackle, an offensive tackle, a free safety, a linebacker, a corner, and a backup quarterback. You know, that's eight – things. We need all those things. We don't we can't get all that in the draft. And because Tory is on the roster, we can't go out and sign somebody like Haha ha Clinton Dix or um Justin Houston. Trey Boston or Justin Houston or um you know some of these other free agents that that could help this team actually win. And Tory Smith I mean, he's not gonna really do that. He's he's fourth on the depth chart because you got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Jarius Wright, and then Tory. And I just don't think it's a smart allocation of resources when we could go get Trey Boston or Ha Clinton Dix and have a secondary completely built that can play right now. That five million dollars would get Ha Clinton Dix and have money left over.
1: I just real. I just learned that Tyrell Williams got paid eleven million dollars a year for four years from the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders yeah but it's
3: essentially Raiders. it's just a two-year guarantee. If you look at it, it's like two years, twenty-two million dollars guaranteed. So it's like the first year years are just guaranteed. It's still twice the Las as many Vegas dollars. Are going to
1: be really good.
3: No, I, mean, I actually like Tyrell Williams a lot. But I, I do like,
1: too. But that's a lot of money for Tyrell Williams. No,
3: for sure. And I, and I guess like my point is like when you bring up like a fun who's who's getting overpaid and other guys. I think you know the Colts had like hundred billion dollars in cap room, and the Raiders obviously they have a ton of cap room too because mm-hmm. um, they just for some reason they always have cap room, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I, I, you know, for teams like that, especially like the Raiders, like where they can't really attract free agents, they probably have to pay a little more, um, and they're in California, so you have to kind of make up for the state income tax. So. I mean, like, if Tyrell Williams went to, like, the Texans or, you know, the Dolphins where it's, like, no state income taxes, yeah, I imagine, you know, that number would probably be a little smaller. Um, but Yeah, I mean, just going back to your point real quick there, Brad, uh, I mean, I agree with you about um, yeah, the needs that they have to put on the roster, especially, I think that safety, I don't, I don't really, I hope they don't really just, like, pay a safety, It's like, they already paid one. And while I agree that they have to, like, find another guy, I'm hoping that they can really attack that in the draft because, you know, that position for years, they've just, like, I think Trey Boston was, like, the last safety they probably ever... Well, Golden, I guess, is a safety, too. But um, I just, like, I hope they don't really spend money on it. Like, if they want to spend money, um, you know, for whatever free agents are remaining, and there's still, like, some talent out there, I hope it's for a pass rusher or a guy, like, um, you know, who can help you, like, Affect the passer.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. Like that's that's the reason that the two names I said were Trey Boston and Dix, because I think they would be cheap. Um, yeah. no, but, I mean, you know, I if, yeah. if they could if they could draft a guy that that would be much more ideal. And I think a guy that they should target in free agency is somebody like Shane Ray because he's he can play, you know, outside linebacker and defensive end, and it doesn't matter what kind of formation we're playing at any given moment, he can fit. And he can rush the passer, and that's a guy we need. You know, he would be cheap. Um, yeah, the dream that. is Justin yeah. Houston, but I don't. I just don't see us being able to afford him.
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's going to be difficult. <clears throat> Defense is a really big need for this for this team. Like, I'm actually kind of glad that they went out and really address the offensive line, because it's obviously been a problem. I mean, it doesn't really change a whole lot, because, you know, Daryl Williams was still around last year. He got hurt. Um, I like Paradis. I really do. But from a defensive standpoint, really the only thing they've done is bring back Eric Reed and bring back marginal talent at best. So for me, I feel like they almost have to draft defensive linemen, but at the same time, like, You're either looking at it from a one- to two-year perspective with Cam Newton, or you're looking at it from a long-term perspective. And in those cases, your needs are drastically different. So I don't know how they're going to approach that.
2: Somebody joked about it in the Slack chat today, and I don't remember who it was. I want to blame it on Billy, but I'm not sure but uh it could have been evan i don't remember but ron rivera is probably just going to throw marquise haynes out there i, I said and, that
3: i was like yeah was okay. like what i said was like during his like pre-draft press conference someone you know a reporter to ask him how concerned are you with the address rush? And he's going to say well we were really pleased with what we saw with marquise haynes last year yeah <laughs> exactly you should give the camera artist paint answer with marquise haynes not to reporters yeah,
2: yeah. Gosh. Marquise Haynes is now Cameron Artis-Payne. We we gotta we gotta take a good look at Marquise Haynes
0: because <laughs> it's so predictable. Yeah, like I get it. Defensive linemen are really expensive in free agency, and like the Panthers decided to go after they they tried to go after Sean Gibson. They ended up going after Daryl Williams to get him for the one year deal after his market didn't you know end up going come into fruition. Like the problem is the problem that I see is like they either have to trade for defensive linemen on cheaper deals or they have to draft them. And like, yeah, I get it. Cam Newton needs protection like he hasn't had that throughout his entire career. But it's not like they did anything to change what was going on last year aside from injury, which you can never fucking predict. Never. So. Now we're going end of the draft and like the later parts of free agency looking for players to maybe make the defense better, but in the end, it almost kind of seems like they're just hitching their, their boat to what they have on offense right now, and that worries me a lot because their offense was in shambles last year after Cam Newton got hit real bad, and I'm not sure if their offensive line is going to hold up that way.
2: Yeah, I did see where Cleveland is is open to trading Emmanuel Ogba, so I think that we should at that least that would
0: be a very call. good a very good call for them if they did that. Yeah, Marty then... should at
2: least call John Dorsey and see what what he wants.
3: Yeah, that's something where a player for player trade would work, uh, but I'm kind of Torrey curious. Smith. Well, well, Torrey no, I Smith,
0: think... straight up. think yep. they just
3: signed like Odell Beckham
0: yeah but Tor- but he's not a he's not a locker room leader like uh Tory Smith is that's the key that's the key honestly I and that,
2: so. I, I don't know if cleveland would take it or not but i would i would call him and offer him one of our third
3: rounders we have two i, I would think say
2: you know yeah i, I think that's can a have whichever t-
3: one you want i think that might be a little too rich for me because some of the browns fans that i follow they're they, they were like they are enthusiastically would accept like a fourth round pick um, oh, so, but just the Well they, this, like, they
2: can have the comp pick because that's basically a fourth rounder anyway. You'll <laughs>
3: also ruin. No, all no, the no, 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 no,
0: mock drafts. So I kind of can't do that, Brad.
3: I, I, I'm trying to think because I to feel like there there is there are players in this team who we could trade and get value for. Um Maybe like a Rashawn Golden, Vernon Butler,
0: right? Yeah, there. we
2: could offer him Rashawn Golden because they traded away Jabril Peppers.
3: Yeah.
0: That was no, one like, Do it, pull the trigger, Vernon
2: Butler, hundred percent. We can't trade Vernon Butler because then we won't have a defensive tackle. Like we only have two or three. We have no. two and a half as it is. We have For two three. and a half. We have Kwan Short, Dontari Poe, which he's basically two, uh, and Vernon Butler. Like that's all we've got. Yeah. Like because they're not. They're Most not going gonna... likely...
3: to. Bring Kyle <laughs> Love
2: back. Well, they say they're not going to bring Kyle Love back. I think they are because I think it's going to happen like it did last time where nobody else is going to want him. And and Kyle Love is basically the Brenton Burson of defense on our team, and we're going to bring him back.
3: Yeah.
2: Don't you ever disrespect Brenton Burson that way. <laughs> that actually was legitimate, a legitimate compliment and one of the highest things I could say because I love Kyle Love. He is an underrated player, and I really hope they bring him back because he he's rotational. He shouldn't start, but he puts in a shift when he goes in there, and he's actually pretty good, and he's only like 32 years old. He's not old. I mean, he's not Mike Adams old. So I think a a one-year deal, one-year guaranteed with an option for a second year, I think they should do that and keep him.
1: Mm -hmm. He's produced more than Vernon Butler has.
2: He has produced more than Vernon Butler has. Uh, he has probably one of the top five, if not top three, bellies in all of NFL history. Um, I mean, he looks belly. like he's, he, does, he has a great belly. He's, got, he's in the Vince Wilfork tier of bellies, and you can't just find that anywhere. Like, um, And unless we're going to draft somebody like Ed Oliver or Rashawn Gary, you know, Kyle Love is probably about as good as we're going to get on the free agent market that we can afford.
3: Yeah, so um I was reading something, uh, a couple of Cleveland beat writers, and now Dane Brugler, who covers the draft, and he's kind of plugged in Cleveland media too. He said that he'll be surprised if the Browns get anything more than a fourth for Agba. So it'll probably be like a situation where the Panthers give up like their fourth-round pick and the Browns give us their fifth-round pick plus Agba. So it's kind of like one of those pick swaps that we've been seeing.
2: I'd make um, that trade in a minute.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Our, like
2: uh, our third round, comp, our third round comp pick is basically a fourth rounder because it's at the very, it's at the end of the third round. So it's like one of the early fourth round picks. And I yeah. would trade our fourth for um, Agba and get a fifth in return. I would make that trade every time. Because I don't think we're going to get somebody in the fourth round better than Agba. I, I just don't think we're we're going to be with able Marty to do Herning, that. Anyway. Marty Herney, anyway. not Herning. with Marty Herney. Well, he yeah. did get
3: Ian Thomas. That is
2: true. He did get Ian Thomas.
0: Man, and, God damn you and your logic, Billy. Fuck. No, I'm, I, I I am here for Marty slander, but I got to go give him credit. So fair enough. And you were you were Marty two, 2. Thomas, oh, has actually that, been
2: much better than Marty one point oh.
1: Also, the Marty slander doesn't carry much weight if you only slander. Like, if you just unabashed, you know, hating. Yeah. Like, there has to be some sort of reasoning behind it. At least Marty Herney didn't
2: trade his best player. I'm thinking that
3: Ogba is probably, like, going to Kansas City because, like, they already lost Houston, and they traded D4 last night, and they had, like, no edge rushers at all. (laughs) I mean, at least the Panthers have some edge rushers. Yeah, and plus John Dorsey
0: would probably do Kansas City a favor. So yeah. So so when we say some is Mario Addison a plural? Is that what we're saying?
2: Well, I would include Obata can get to the quarterback. There's, I mean, yeah, like one per
0: season. He can't.
2: He can't be the guy that starts all you know and plays sixteen games. He can't be like. Our number two guy, but he's a solid rotational piece, and he can get after
3: the quarterback. Who was the guy who broke out in that Tampa game a few years ago? Ryan Ryan Delaney. oh my God, that guy was so annoying his
1: was he annoying, or was it the people that kept expecting him to be good that were annoying? It's
3: just like the, his entire cult, yeah. Just like, I mean he played guy. he
2: played against the team he was on the practice squad of of course he was going to be good like he knew their line calls like he knew their plays you know he had an advantage
0: I will fully admit I was on the Ryan Dallaire cult because I thought he was the next Mario Addison for the Panthers so I do apologize my credibility is shot if it wasn't before I mean him. I'm
2: not gonna lie I wanted the guy to be good but I I knew that there was a chance that he wouldn't be. It's just like Obata. I'm almost convinced myself that he's only on the roster because we're going to London next year.
3: Well, no, I was going to – I think everyone in, in this uh, on this podcast probably has already accepted that Wes Horton is going to return too.
2: Yes, Wes Horton is coming mm-hmm. back. He's Ron Rivera's son, so he'll be back. He's on um, speed dial. Like, it's like Bretton Burstow.
0: Burst. Defense, yeah. Wow, we made the exact same point at the exact same time. That was impressive.
2: Weird. That's how you know it's true. <laughs>
0: Damn, we're such, we're so in sync, John. I like
1: it. Um, uh, I mean, to be wow. me at least, Horton has become like he's not decent. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's not... decent.
2: He's he's like a homeless man's Al Wallace. Like he's decent, but you know, unless they're going to bring him back for like a million a year, there's no reason to bring him back. We can draft a guy and get the same kind of production.
1: I think I've said this on the show before, but Wes Horton is in that tier of players that the only thing that keeps him on the team is that he's been on the team before.
2: Yeah, exactly. there are exactly.
1: hundreds of players that are the exact same quality as him, but the only advantage he has is that he's been here and the coaches know him and he knows the team.
2: Yeah, well, we don't have to teach him the playbook,
0: so, you know,
2: mm-hmm. there's a plus.
0: Yep. So since we're getting on that topic, um, why don't we end this off? Just talk about free agent draft, whatever player that you would really like to see the Panthers sign for the defense sign draft, whatever um, that you think might turn this team around. Um, Billy, I'll start with you. Who do you think, who do you want? Who do you want? I should say, not who do you think, who do you want for Carolina to sign or draft to make this defense better?
3: um sign or draft well i would love for them to sign justin houston if it was possible and i still think that there are ways to do it um without getting into the voidable year stuff but i do think that if it's like a two or three year deal i think it's possible Uh, because if you look at their cap situation next year and the year after they have plenty of room um so yeah, that's the guy I would definitely sign. Uh, I mean, I'm not really, I don't really care about Trey Boston or, I mean, especially on Clint Dix. A lot of Washington fans, they said he was terrible there. And I don't know. Yeah, but just, they think he,
2: everybody's terrible.
3: He, but, well, some players, yeah. Uh, um, But yeah, like I would, and plus he's said like, kind of redundant with Eric Reed. Like Trey Boston has a different skill set. So like, I would understand it, but I don't know. Um, We had that entire ordeal a few years ago. It is it is what it is. I would rather just draft a guy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Justin Houston, probably my number one guy. Ziggy Ansah, too. Uh, I don't know what his situation is. I don't think he's signed yet, but he's certainly another player I will take a look at. And in the draft, probably, like, Ed Oliver right now. He's, like, my dream signing, but I'm still not really convinced he falls to us, but if Yeah, if, he's if he there, makes
0: like, the Falcons, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I
3: don't see him getting past Atlanta.
0: John, what about you? Uh
1: I don't really have anything to add to Billy's um or anybody of that ilk that can rush the passer both in the draft or the um free agency. Um Eric Berry would be cool and he also seems to fit our MO of signing once good players when they're not that good anymore. And then, you know, there's always the chance that he gets healthy and becomes good again.
2: Yeah. If it didn't cost too much, I would be totally down with that because I love Eric Berry. I've always just I, – yeah, I, what? i I've what always just it? liked the way he plays the game. He's like – he's one of those dudes that, you know, he might not be the best player, but you know that he's a good dude. He's like the Tory Smith of safeties, I guess. Yeah. Is a good way to put it. Like he's, he's just a good dude, and I want him to be signed by somebody because I like to watch him play.
1: Yeah. So what was his issue last year? Because twenty seventeen, didn't he miss most of last year with kind of like lingering effects from that? I thought I remember him always being out with a heel injury.
2: I think he tore his Achilles. Yeah, but he did oh, twenty seventeen. He
1: tore his Achilles. In 2017, In yeah.
2: 2017, yeah, and I think that's what it was last year. He just – he he couldn't quite get
1: 100%. Yeah. Fun fact, according to his Wikipedia, he's scared of horses. He's, <sighs> he's my kind of guy. He's horses are terrifying.
2: <laughs> They're terrifying. They're beautiful creatures, but damn it, don't let me get near one.
1: <laughs> it is frequently brought on by the Kansas City Chiefs mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of there. There's no horses. Well, there's a lot of horses here, but no horses in the Panthers facilities.
0: Billy, what are your thoughts um, on the draft?
1: He already did that. Whoever?
0: Oh, Dad, you I'm already sorry. asked Billy.
1: I'm sorry. You didn't Brad. ask Brad
0: yet. I'm sorry. Asshole. I'm sorry. I was looking at my answers while I was saying that. I'm, I apologize.
2: Well, are you gonna ask me or not? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: thought well, um Would you hold on. Would you actually Brad, I actually have a question. Would you trade your first round pick for Jadavion Clowney or Jamarcus Lawrence? Yes. Absolutely. But that would mean you'd give in, like an eighty million dollar deal over four years.
2: I don't give a shit. I would do it in a yeah. minute.
1: That's kind of how what how it works with good players though, you know. You have yeah, to pay good players
3: money. I, I agree. Yeah. I would probably do it too. Especially with Clowney, I would trade but.
2: I would trade our first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for J- Davion Clowney right now.
3: Would you do it for DeMarcus Lawrence? Yes. Yeah, I'd probably I, – I like Lawrence a little better, but yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I'd do it for both guys.
1: Yeah, I would be do the, it for uh, either one. The reverse Gettleman?
2: Yeah, it'd be a reverse Gettleman. And I wouldn't even have to think about it, like, if – if they called and said, hey, we'll give you either one of I would do it in a minute. Um, but anyway, to answer Brian's question that he never asked me, um, I agree with Billy. I think Justin Houston is the the catch of free agency if we could figure out a way to make it work um, because he would instantly upgrade the pass rush. Uh, As far as drafting somebody, I would like to draft one of Clemson's defensive linemen. I don't care if if it's Cleland Farrell or Christian Wilkins. I don't care which one. Um, Just get one of them. They're both good, and they they both um, fill a position that we need, and I – there are a lot of defensive ends and, and defensive tackles in the top half of this draft that are good and could be drafted in the first round. Because I'm I'm confident that um, Nick Bosa is going to go either one, two, or three. Like, he's going to be gone. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to go probably number one overall. So that's only 15 teams left. Then you've got somebody's going to overdraft Drew Locke because somebody's going to get desperate and he's tall and white. Um, You know, he's the next big thing. Um, So that's 14 spots. Um, There's going to be a run on offensive linemen. There's probably somebody's going to draft DK Metcalf in the top 10 or top 12, because of what he did at the Combine. They're going to ignore the fact that he can't change directions. Um, But, you know, uh, somebody's going to draft him. So when you start looking at the teams where we are and the players that are available, there's no reason to believe that, you know, Farrell, Gary, Oliver, uh, Wilkins, um...
3: Yeah, I like Wilkins. Sweat, probably the most.
2: Sweat. Uh, there's there's a whole list of guys that we should at least be able to get one of them, and it probably would be Wilkins. Um, and I would be a okay with that. I think he would he would fill a need, and he would be a good player. Um, so
3: that was would watching, be fine with me. I was watching Farrell today. I didn't really care for him too much. Um, obviously he's like a productive player, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just watching him, you can't really like bend the edge as well as I'd like him to like, he has a really good inside move and he like uses his hands really well, but yeah, Wilkins is like probably my favorite guy on their defensive line. Lawrence is a good option too, if they're looking for, yeah, you know, like a big, I mean, like, he's not like just your typical nose tackle, like, cause I think he has some pretty good pass rush moves too. Um, if he's available, like in the second round, I would probably take a look at, his name is Dexter Lawrence, right? The big guy.
2: Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, yeah. I believe.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good. I like this tape. He reminds me of a, another guy from the Carolinas, uh, Linfell Joseph. Yeah. He he turned out to be pretty good. And supposedly Marty Herney is going to be at Clemson's Pro Day tomorrow, so, yeah. Well, that's good. He was at Oklahoma today. I um,
2: might drive up to Clemson tomorrow and and speak with him. Like, I've hey, why don't worried. you cut Tory
3: Smith? <laughs> they're actually going to let you inside that building. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I could get in. Uh, I forgot you're not a South Carolina <laughs> fan anymore.
2: Just to football.
3: Are they good at baseball? Yeah,
2: they're in top. They're a top twenty five baseball team.
3: I, I know they were always pretty decent at baseball. I know their basketball team wasn't that great this year.
2: No, the basketball team was kind of shitty this year. The baseball team is about all we got. We're a baseball school. It's the only sport that we've won a national championship in that actually has a team. I oh, think we just, won like some like equestrian shit or something like that in the seventies. But
3: did it the women's team win the basketball title? Recently? Oh, well,
2: yeah. I I was talking about in men's sports. Yeah. The oh, women's, okay, yeah. Yeah. The women won the final four um, the year that, the men were in the final four. The women actually won the whole tournament. So
3: that was crazy. I remember, but, like they they beat Duke, like in what? Where they play? Like in they play in, it was in Greensboro, wasn't it? It was. It was in South Carolina. Oh, I don't remember because they moved the game from North Carolina because of the HB2 law, and they played Duke. I think in the second round they beat them. I think it was a ah. I forget where I think it was in Columbia though.
0: So,
2: but yeah, Brian, who do you want us to sign?
0: Um, free agency wise, I mean, there's a lot of options still out there that are going to be like your three-four hybrids or your four-three guys who are underperforming. But for me, my biggest thing right now is Nasir Adderley. Nasir Adderley, I think in the second round, the Panthers should be going for him, hundred percent. No, he question. won't be there. I feel like he should be, or if he's not, they might want to trade up. I don't know, but free free safety I'll is trade a big, up. <clears throat> free safety is a big problem for this defense. It has been for a while, and uh, the defense they showed last year, I felt that a natural free safety would work out for that. I think Adderley is the guy there that they could find in the second round without reaching for someone in the first round because. The first round seems to be, at least mock draft wise, either offensive tackle or defensive lineman. So, unless they plan to take him at 16 in the first round, I think Adderley should be somebody they should be looking at in the second round. If he's not going to be there, maybe trade up for him. Maybe. But that would solve a lot of problems for them because free safeties are really fucking expensive in free agency right now.
3: God, it's crazy, too, because last year no one would sign anyone.
0: Well, that's because they. Yeah, I know, right? No, that's true i mean like the only yeah, other person we, we reset the of, market we did we we made it God, we that made was such a good die. deal
3: the, i mean i'm not even like seeing that some of these deals like Kenny yeah, Bro, how can you yeah
2: yeah if you're still mad that we signed eric reed to three years 23 million dollars then you have other problems with eric reed because landon collins getting 85 million dollars um Earl Thomas got, what was it, $60 million or
3: something like he's that? He's actually worth it, in my opinion. He definitely is. Yeah. Like the, but, the only guy I mean, who that's probably. Still a yeah. lot of money. No, for sure. I, I I think that Thomas is the only guy who's worth it because I think he's like transcendent. But guys like Lynn Collins and, yeah, the guy that. Who they just signed the. Oh, Kenny Vaccaro. Like, I don't think he's that good. Um, I mean, Tayshawn Gibson's like a decent player, but like, I, I mean, it's kind of a. A lot of money they're giving him.
0: Kenny Vaccaro has never proven to be any better than Trey Boston, to be honest. Like, no, I don't know. No. has
3: yeah. Kenny Vaccaro was a guy that the Panthers were linked with back in the 2013 draft. And I was never a fan.
0: Like for me, if they can't go, if they don't want to, or they feel like they can't go after Adderley, I think Trey Boston's a good option, but like everybody else is going to be the same kind of money. They should be just be spending on defensive ends at that point. Like, it would be better to field Rashawn Galden or Janora Searcy and actually spend that money on defensive ends than to spend that on a free safety who's around that caliber and not address the defensive end position, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good point.
0: So, it's just, like, when I had that false hope of, like, Earl Thomas maybe being a Carolina Panther, I was like, yes, absolutely do that. That will help the front seven, where, like, Trey Boston, yeah, but if you end up spending that pick on an offensive lineman, that does not help the front seven. The front seven will still suck in 2019.
3: I mean, they've had some pretty good success with these older, like, edge rushers, too, which is why, like, I would consider Houston. Like, it worked with Peppers. It worked with Jared Allen. Like, I think, like, Houston, I think he's still, like, really good. Like, even last year, uh, I mean, I think think the Chiefs – yeah. had to cut him because it gave like, such a high cap number and it was like not worth it for them, but I mean it's like a perfect like player for this defense that with all the you know multiple looks that they're gonna give
0: oh my if they added Justin Houston and put him alongside Mario Addison and ran like a multi front defense oh yeah. yeah, he'd be great, he'd be great in this defense even if any especially if they could get somebody like uh, uh Jamie Collins as well like that would be really oh yeah, as well like. They add like two pieces like that this defense goes from being bottom bottom 20 to like top 15 pretty quick in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: That's not a big jump. It's a big enough jump, Brad. Big enough jump.
2: There's only 32 teams, so bottom 20 to top 15 isn't really that big of a jump
0: bottom 20 so like 28 27 to top 15 say like 12 13 oh you okay you mean upper okay yeah, yeah i meant like i said yeah okay i was just making sure because okay when i say top 15 i didn't mean 15 or 16 i meant like top 15 you know <laughs> like give you some well, Variance as far as where they're ranked in top like... 15
2: From like 23rd to 15th. Like, that's not a big jump. That's not big enough to justify bringing in all those players. But if you mean 26th to 10th, then yeah, okay, I agree with you.
0: I'd be happy to explain what adjectives mean to you, Brad, if we want to go through that. (laughs) But anyway, it's been a crazy... Few days of free. Actually, today was the first official day of free agency. So, first half day or so of free agency. Um, Got a lot coming up though. Draft, last bit of free agency, which is actually usually fun for Panthers fans because they'll usually end up bringing some people in. So, we'll see. I guess. Um, Anything else we want to address before we uh, move on and finish? Yeah, I got one thing. Yeah, sure.
2: Uh, if, if you're a Panthers fan and you're mad at the fact that we signed a center um, for 27 million dollars and we brought back Daryl Williams and we kept Tori Smith, uh, just remember, it could always be worse. At least Marty Herney didn't trade our best player for two draft picks, a safety and 16 million dollars in dead cap space.
1: I agree. Anybody else have it Could a take? always be
0: worse. Um, Tory Williams is yeah. Tory Tory Smith is the best receiver the Panthers have right now. He's the goat. Okay.
3: Are you uh Brad, were you talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers or were you talking about another organization?
2: <laughs> I was the- actually talking about the New York football giants.
3: Uh because I heard
2: the Steelers Johnson. didn't really have a choice. Because they, I, Antonio Brown. And I think it was Albert Breer who said this, and I thought it was actually funny, which is strange considering it came from Albert Breer. But if you've noticed uh, Antonio Brown no longer has the gold mustache, like he's (laughs) taken the color out of it. And his theory is that he did that intentionally to make it look like he was just nuts and he will do anything to make them trade him. And once they've traded him, he can go back to being himself.
1: He definitely seemed like he went way over the top, like saying that he should be referred to as Mr. Big Chest and the blonde yeah, mustache. Yeah, he's calling
2: himself Mr. Big Chest with a blonde <laughs> mustache, yeah. I mean, there uh, were serious <laughs> concerns that he was having CTE symptoms from yeah. that hit he took in the playoffs. Like, cause it was starting to get weird. But yeah, so
1: that, that's a little more understandable. Unless there's something we don't know about, like if Odell Beckham was, you know, demanding a trade behind the scenes, or is in trouble for something that's not public yet, I don't understand that move at all. It's not no. like, I mean, like you said, there's the dead money. It's like, oh, well, they'll save money in future seasons. Like they don't need to save money in future seasons. They already have like 90 million in cap space next year.
2: Yeah, and like it, it make it would make sense to me if this was Odell's last year on his deal and like mm-hmm. they knew he's not going to sign, like he's already said, I'm hitting free agency. So, well, okay, well we're going to trade you now and at least get something out of it. That's better than a comp pick. Mm-hmm. And I would understand that. Um, but the thing that I don't understand at all, and it it's the most mind boggling thing is they still have Eli Manning at quarterback.
1: They came out like, today and, in- and like reaffirmed that they're sticking with him. Yeah.
2: Like if, if you trade Odell, I get it in oh one way. If you're just going to yeah. completely tear down the roster of any and all talent, get what you can get out of it other than Saquon. Cause he's on a rookie deal and, and just draft and, you know, get the next wave of talent. Why are you keeping Eli Manning? He's the one guy you should get rid of like draft Dwayne Haspel or Drew Locke or, you know, whatever, and just roll with a rookie, you know? You're going to suck anyway. Why not try to get, you know, somebody would give you something for Eli Manning, even just for name value alone. Hell, Joe Flacco got traded. You can't tell me that Eli couldn't get traded too.
3: I... Yeah, I don't know about that. Flacco's younger.
2: Yeah, but I mean his name is Manning. You know how NFL teams are. Like, I mean, they're not even if if Carolina would throw him a sixth round pick just for him to back up Cam, I mean, that's better than playing him.
1: You could probably convince like Washington before they traded for Case Keen to trade for Eli Manning.
2: Exactly. A team like Washington that you know, teams that are already stupid, they'll trade for him.
3: Would you, would you, Uh, so would you sign Eli to be a backup in Carolina? Absolutely. No, I wouldn't. No, I mean, like,
2: I would. Well, let me, let me, let me rephrase this. The troll in <laughs> me would.
3: Okay. okay. Fair
2: I don't think it would be a good football. I. It's a laughable football He's move. He's 38 years I,
3: old. Like, I just don't see him. Like,
2: I'm 38 years old. What does that got to do with anything?
3: <laughs> but you're not a professional football player. If you were, I wouldn't sign you.
2: Well, that's true, um, but um, Damn. I would love to see every time Cam gets sacked, throws an incompletion, whatever, we should start Eli. Like, it would be the greatest, worst thing that has ever happened to this team, so I would do it just for that.
1: Eli's won two Super Bowls, you know.
2: Eli's won two Super Bowls.
1: It's going to be funny
3: when they, <laughs> So the Jaguars release Blake Bortles, it's going to be funny when the Panthers sign him to be a backup. Which I, I actually would Oh god, yeah. I wouldn't hate that cuz at least like with backup quarterbacks I think in general like you got to be mobile. And mm. I think Bortles is a pretty good runner and I think that's He can't you know, be any worse than Derek Anderson was.
2: I mean, he, also, he can't be any worse. He's Taylor, also such a
1: like cool like that would be that would be the main reason I'd be excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever hear him like can't
3: be worse than
2: Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Like he can't. No, come on. Kyle Allen
3: was good. Kyle Allen was actually pretty good.
1: I've heard interviews with Blake Bortles where they ask him like, "What are your plans?" He's like, "Um, "I'm sure I can find a job in this CFL or uh, I'm maybe I'll switch to tight end." Like he's he's taking the whole like getting cut by the Jaguars thing in full stride. It's like joking about it. I would thoroughly love to have him on the team just for the off the field fun.
2: He's gonna go to either the AAF or the new XFL and be like the Tommy Maddox of that league, and like just beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and then somebody's gonna give him another NFL contract, and he's gonna bomb. That's probably what's gonna happen.
1: Eric yeah, Gilbert's
2: AAF MVP award.
1: I do love that people. Garrett Gilbert has built a lot of goodwill by being really good in the AAF. He's
2: like Tom Brady light because he's tearing up the AAF. These guys aren't good enough to be on practice squads. There's a reason they're playing in the AAF. Like Trent Richardson is the best running back in this league.
1: Yeah, it's – I mean, he did. Uh, Garrett Gilbert did play well. He's got a career passer rating of 109.7 in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's so, running. You know, he's it. running Steve Spurrier's offense. So it's. I mean, in other quarterbacks in that league are like Mike Bercovici, Um I'm trying to think. I can't even remember all of them.
1: But yeah, Zach Medberger's there. Yeah, Zach Mettenberger,
2: um, um Yeah, Garrett Gilbert's pretty much the only one anybody knows.
1: I think I saw what's his name. Like, was, he was Miami's quarterback for a while. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, yeah, Stephen Morris. Oh, He's, Miami Hurricanes, yeah, yeah Miami Hurricanes. Oh, yeah.
2: okay, I didn't know which Miami you meant. Sorry, University <laughs> yeah. of Miami.
1: Um, but he got cut, so never mind.
2: Hmm. Oh, Christian Hackenberg is in the
1: AAF. Yeah, he lost yeah, his Zach, job. To Zach so that he,
2: he lost his job. There was, I saw where he had the worst passer rating out of the the eight quarterbacks that are in the league. He was like tenth in passer rating. So that means two backups are better than him
0: in the AAF. Yeah, Zach Mettenberger beat him out. Well, yeah. Hackenberg
1: started and then was quickly. Uh, taken over by Mettenberger, the second leading passer in AF right now. Out
2: in like half time at the in the second game at half times when they made the switch, so, something, something like that. Like
1: that. The, so Gary Gilbert is you know leading the AF in passing yardage. Um, the next two are one yard apart, about 350 yards behind Gilbert. Uh, John Wolford and Logan Woodside. Wow, I don't. I don't know who either of those people are.
0: Name brands right there. Name brands. So do we have anything else NFL-wise we want to talk about?
1: Uh, No, we should probably wrap it up. It's been a long show.
0: Do we want to jump into the AAF AAF podcast part of this? I said wrap it up. It's been a long show. Are you sure? Because you guys were talking about the AAF yeah. a lot, so I just want to make sure. I'm totally is. down
2: with doing an AAF podcast, <laughs> just not tonight.
1: I can't. I can't really watch the games because I don't have NFL Network or CBS Sports Network.
2: Yeah, you're not missing I much. To be
1: honest, I, I actually <laughs> I
2: quit watching it. Like I watched the first couple of weeks, and it's just the football is so bad. Like
1: it's. I put it. There was a game on TNT the other on Saturday, and I put it on for a little bit while i was doing stuff but yeah
2: i would rather watch arena football because at least that's different
0: so we're uh we're done talking about the suboptimal football um yeah so panthers free agency obviously happens we broke it down a little bit for you there will be more signings coming as is usual with They'll usually sign a couple guys here and there The last couple weeks of free agency Just to fill shit out until they get into the draft So we will be here to break that down This is Brian Joined by John, Brad And Billy For the Keep Sounding Podcast And we will talk to you next time
3: See you Later Bye Keeps the
0: football,
3: takes off to the end zone for the touchdown. He takes the handoff,
0: and he scores. Avoid the Dolphins, behind the line of scrimmage, and took it in for the first touchdown. By Newton keeps, lowers his shoulder, and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal, struggle pass for Caffrey, touchdown. And off dive for Jonathan Stewart, and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Keating. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five years. You know. It is good. And
2: Carolina gets a road win in New England.